This is Person of Interest for Q102's Jeff Thomas. Well, there are a lot of fun and exciting things happening at the Cincinnati Museum Center. Volcanoes, the fires of creation, is now playing in the upgraded Robert D. Lindner Omnimax Theater. And if you thought it was cool before, you should see it now that they've gone all digital. Digital laser technology producing a crisper, brighter picture and an upgraded sound system that just makes the whole Omnimax experience more immersive than ever before. My guest Elizabeth Pierce is going to talk about that in just a few minutes. Also, the next big exhibit coming to the museum, Egypt, A Time of Pharaohs, which opens February 15th. That'll run through July. This all comes on the heels of Union Terminal's first structural restoration since the historic landmark opened in 1933. And the woman leading this monumental undertaking is one of my favorite people, my friend, Elizabeth Pierce, who is also the president and CEO of the Cincinnati Museum Center at Union Terminal and this week's person of interest. You know, I was a radio superstar on WMKV for a while. Really? I had a show. Did you? Yes, I did. Some when was of, this? This is like 10 years ago when I was working for the surgeons and I did, um, I don't know, some sort of medical program where I interviewed all the surgeons and made them talk normal to people. How'd you fall into that job? That was my part-time gig after I left the agency and was uh, having small children at home. Who were you working for then? I worked for Dan Pinger when we first moved to town. And before that, you were living in Chicago? Yeah, so I left the uh, museum experience behind because I wanted a different work experience that I thought would be less dysfunctional than nonprofit. Yeah. <laughs> then I Which realized is- that all work experience is dysfunctional because people are involved. <laughs> it's amazing how things come full circle. <laughs> yeah, so that's funny. So I did work at the agency, and then the museum and the surgeons were two of my clients. And so when I left the agency to be part-time with little people at home, because the kids were super little, I went to work for the surgeons part-time, and I went to work for the museum on a volunteer basis. And then it all came full circle because I got sucked back into the museum world in 2007. So how does one become the president and CEO of the Cincinnati Museum Center? Do you fill out an application? Do you answer an ad? How does that happen? Well, in my case, I was already floating around the organization for a long time. So I started volunteering with the museum in the early 2000s, and um, and it was just the perfect compliment. My graduate work is in museum administration. I'd done corporate fundraising and fundraising for the Chicago Children's Museum. I'd worked at a couple museums in D.C. when I was there for graduate school. So coming to Cincinnati and having a young family, I got involved volunteering with the Children's Museum here on the Children's Museum Advisory Board, And ultimately, because of my background, both in strategic communications and museum work, I was asked to consider a role as vice president of communications and marketing in 2007. So I joined the staff full time 2007, have did that role until uh, 2015. And after we passed the sales tax levy and knew that we were going to move forward with the renovation of Union Terminal, Doug McDonald announced his retirement, and I moved into the board's consideration for the CEO role. That's the process that I followed. Lots of people follow different processes, though. Let's talk about the sales tax levy. I think it's amazing that you got people to cough up the money for that. Not that since the Museum Center isn't a a regional gem, a treasure in our community, but nobody wants to pay for anything. And it's interesting because I went back and looked at all of the material that we had from the mid 80s because that's when it was first decided that the museums would move into Union Terminal and the building was obviously in disrepair you know it had been kind of 
isolated and and unoccupied for a period of time. And then the shopping mall went in in the early 80s. And ultimately, that didn't really work out. And so they were looking for additional tenants. And the serendipity of that moment is that the city has a, a building that it's not quite sure what to do with. The Museum of Natural History and the Cincinnati Historical Society, both totally separate organizations, are looking around for space and somebody at City Hall said, if you go take a look at that building, we would really think that that would be a reasonable place for both organizations to kind of move into together. And that is what happened in, you know, not in those exact quick terms, but um, to get that Heritage Center passed, that bond in, I think it was 86 or 87, passed with barely 1% of of margin really and uh, you know dave phillips and a lot of other people really were the drivers around that and that that's what converted the building into a home that would be appropriate you know conditioned space for museum artifacts and to have those things there together and the museums moved in in um the early 90s as separate organizations and then they wound up merging business operations together in 1995. And then the Children's Museum joined in 1998. So now we have the perfect thing in this community. And, and that's something maybe we take for granted. But I will tell you, all these other communities around the country come here and they want what we have. They want a place where the Children's Museum is kind of filling the pipeline on the early side of the equation and creating museum attendees and regular museum goers. And then they love that we've got science and history and early childhood development that all intersects together and that we've got the Omnimax Theater and that we've got the special exhibition space. So there is always some interesting ingredient getting thrown into the mix down in Union Terminal. And now that we've added the Holocaust and Humanity Center into Union Terminal as a tenant, it's a whole nother piece that complements kind of this incredible spectrum of knowledge and opportunity. So so Cincinnati, we have what other people want. And, I mean, it's all wrapped together in the most spectacular piece of architecture anyone could imagine. And that's my next point, is where do you find that anywhere in America on that grandest scale? Where? It's amazing. What I will tell you about other museums is people are constantly trying to build signature architecture so the museum becomes a destination because of its building and because they've got great collections inside yes. and because we already had this incredible piece of architecture that's iconic that we were able to redo. I mean, it's it's expensive to redo, no doubt. It's $233 million, but that's spread over 535,000 square feet. Yeah. So when we get into the cost per square foot, I mean, it's very it's it's a good use of money. And the sales tax that we passed in 2014 really people rallied around that idea. And I think it goes back to the idea that, you know, they passed by barely 1% of the vote in the mid-80s. We've had places of property tax in 2004 and 2009 that helped kind of maintain the building and kind of figure out some of the quick fixes that we needed. But it really took 10 years for this community to embrace and understand and really get excited about the repairs that could take place in the building. And in the fall of 2014, this was the thing that drove visitation. And I will tell you, working the polls that day, grandmas with little kids in strollers coming out to vote for their museum to make sure that their museum would have a place to be and everybody in between. So I don't care where you are, you throw Union Terminal into a conversation and you are going to find 
all sorts of interesting stories. People who took the train in or out of the building at some point in time, people who had a prom or a wedding, people who met their first dates and got married on an, you know, after an Omnimax experience together, people who have whispered I love you or marriage proposals to yeah. each other through those whispering fountains. I mean, the building is just an incredible repository of so many interesting stories. Is it all? Is the renovation all done? The renovation is is for the most part entirely complete, and certainly from the visitor perspective, it is there right now. We're just tying up a few loose ends with the punch list that a massive construction project always inevitably has. But uh, yeah, it's it's well done. Tell us about this. Is, there's so many things I want to talk yeah, about. Yeah, but uh, I'm here all day for you. Okay, great. Let's talk about Egypt. Okay. So one of the really cool aspects of Union Terminal and how we've set things up is that we have 16,000 square feet of special exhibition space that is available for these blockbuster exhibitions that bring the world to Cincinnati. And people love... People love to come and see what those exhibits are, and the exhibit producers love to bring them to Cincinnati. They love the space that we have. They love that they can just kind of pull into the South Dock and off of Dalton Street, and we can put the exhibit up in a really cost-effective way. And they love that, that kind of we are in the midst of this rotation of lots of people who want to drive from Cleveland, Columbus, Indianapolis, St. Louis, wherever, uh, in that six-hour radius to come and see what's going on. So, Egypt is the next one of those fabulous exhibitions that we're bringing. And we are the first U.S. city to host Egypt, the time of pharaohs. Really? It is 350 objects, priceless objects of the new kingdoms of Egypt. So it's 4,500 years old material and really goes through the range of the different pharaohs in that time frame. So this is after the pyramids. And uh, really talks about kind of life along the Nile. You get a sense of like, what is everyday life like in this community? You get a sense of how um, the flooding and the drought in that area creates this narrative with the religious gods and the rituals. And, you know, you get a sense of how that community becomes really what the breadbasket to the world and really kind of drives civilization forward. And, um it's got some really cool technology in it. So what I love about what we're doing right now in, in the museum world in general, and particularly here in Cincinnati, is that we have the thing, the really precious original thing that you can stand in front of and have this moment of awe and goosebumps because it's something that is thousands of years old. Yeah. And then we can wrap some cool technology around it that allows you to interact with it in different ways. So we've got a kind of holographic mummy, if you will, oh, wow. that will be in the exhibition that allows you to understand and essentially kind of see the reverse engineering of the embalming process. So I think it's going to be a really fascinating look at at kind of a little bit of the science behind some of that or how it was done yeah and then also the historical context of things are there any artifacts that you're most excited about is there anything that has never been seen before that is an absolute blockbuster must see well a lot of these objects that are coming to us are in the collections of museums in uh, three museums in germany and one in scotland and so these are artifacts that uh, other archaeologists have gone to egypt and have unearthed over time and so you may have seen them if you went to wildesheim austria 
Yeah. But I don't think most of us have done that. So there is a bust of Queen Hatshepsut, who is a one of the leading pharaohs of the time. There are these incredible um, alabaster kind of sphinx-like faces. Just all of that is takes you to a whole nother, mm. transports you to a whole nother kind of time and era and, and location. So that's what I'm really excited about. Yeah. Will King Tut be there? King Tut will not be there. Oh. But, but many of uh, the other pharaohs I who see. are actually more important than King Tut in the grand scheme of the Egyptian hierarchy. That's interesting. It's our perception that King Tut is the man. Yeah, because he got the most marketing in the last 50 years of the 20th century since Howard Carter unearthed his tomb. But yeah, I think the breadth and depth of the Egyptian culture over thousands and thousands of years, it's not just one guy, right? It's a whole series of folks. Right. And uh, and obviously, we hosted the Cleopatra exhibition years ago. And so that tells you one aspect of the more recent side of ancient Egypt. This goes a little bit further back in time and gives you a sense of... 4,000 years of Egyptian civilization. All right, we got to take a break here, but coming up more from President and CEO of the Cincinnati Museum Center, Elizabeth Pierce. How our Museum Center is amongst the nation's big dogs. Plus, what else we have to look forward to, including new dinosaurs, volcanoes, and how to actually make money on your membership if you go often enough, and how to get free and discounted admission into other cool museums in and around the country. As we continue with Elizabeth Pierce, stay with us. We'll be back with more person of interest in a moment. And now, Person of Interest with Q102's Jeff Thomas continues. Yeah, welcome back. My guest this week, Elizabeth Pierce, President and CEO of the Cincinnati Museum Center at Union Terminal, which just underwent a monumental restoration. The first, actually, since the terminal opened in 1933. You talk about how lucky we are to be where we are. You have the 16,000 square feet of exhibit space, loading docks. You've got this beautiful facility. You're in the perfect part of the region where you have access to all these other cities to draw patrons from yeah. all over the Midwest. How hard is that to come by in the museum world? You know, we look at uh, visitation with other museums around the country. We are in the top 20 visited most museums in the United States. Many of those are in D.C. that are in the top 10 plus New York, plus Chicago. So when you go to the Museum of Science and Industry or the Art Institute of Chicago, Cincinnati Museum Center is hanging right there in that group of museums together in terms of visitation. Yeah. Yeah. We just got the perfect storm of everything kind of going for us. We do. And, And what I love about it is there are reasons to come back again and again and again, right? We've got so much content inside Union Terminal and we will continue to build out those permanent galleries over time. Um, because obviously we fixed the building and now we're putting content back inside the permanent mm. galleries. And so we're in the fundraising process to do that. And so there are really amazing things to see right now. Incredible new dinosaurs, oh. science interactives that we have never had before, new exciting things on the public landing. So some of the things that you thought were a little tired and dated or that you'd seen a lot of in the past, put that out of your mind because there's a whole new world for you to come and re-explore and they're going to continue to get added to plus the special exhibitions. And we got a great special exhibition lineup for the next couple of years that I can't tell you about just yet, but you're going to love it. And of course, then we got Omnimax on top of it. All very immersive. Speaking of immersive, you talk about Omnimax, yeah. Volcanoes is going on right yeah. now. Yeah. And you know what I love about this film is, and it blew me away as I sat there and watched it, you can see the heat vapor coming off of these volcanoes. Oh, they wow. were able to capture that as they did the filming of it. So really exciting stuff happening at Omnimax for us. And particularly if you are a uh, 
movie junkie or aficionado of a certain degree. So we have converted the entire system over to a digital projector. Oh, so we're not doing film anymore. Not film anymore, which the beauty of that is that they no longer have these large honking cameras that that have all that film on it that they have to kind of figure out how to move things around, which means they can strap a digital camera onto a drone and fly it into the mouth of a volcano. Unreal. And it's... completely immersive wow it just blows you away what you are able to experience from that perspective so so we made the conversion to digital while we were in the middle of the renovation project of union terminal and that was just again another moment of the stars kind of aligning timing wise Mm. so there's a brand new screen in that space so it really gives you the right contrast with the digital projector and the guys at imax are i mean they are the geekiest wonkiest guys when it comes to like the laser technology that goes with all of the lumens and everything i mean it, it, it just makes, the kind of guys you want working oh my on god a it blows like my that. mind but they are the right guys to work on it absolutely yeah. so new sound system new screen for the right contrast new projector and the amazing films that are coming forward you know when you talk about what the cincinnati museum center has to offer to especially those of us who live in the community and have a tendency to take it for granted because we we, we drive by it every day we yeah. see it every day and we we forget what's being offered and things are constantly changing what are the membership opportunities there? so yeah great point because you can make member make money on your membership if you come enough times and really if you come enough it's like two and a half times and your membership is paid for and the membership gives you reciprocity if you are traveling around. Oh, no kidding. Yeah. So you can use your membership at Cincinnati Museum Center to get free and discounted admissions at all sorts of places all over the country huh. that are part of the Association of Science and Technology Centers or the Association of Children's Museums. There are a few blackouts. So Indianapolis Children's Museum does not accept reciprocal membership because no. they, they know that that would be a big draw between us. Right. And at COSI and Louisville Science Center, you may get some discounts, but maybe not free admission mm-hmm. since they're within a hundred mile essentially radius. But you're going to Chicago, you're going to Detroit, you're going to New York or California, all those places, your your membership at CMC will get you reciprocity at a lot of other places. So That's great. membership is, I'm going to say roughly $160 for a family premium membership, which is the thing that carries all the reciprocity. Okay. But all of that is on the website at cincymuseum.org. Cincymuseum.org. C-I-N-C-Y-M-U-S-E-U-M.org. All right. Yeah. Elizabeth Pierce, it was good to see you. It's always been too long. To see you in a while. Come back soon. Okay? I will definitely do that. All right. We're going to go see the new Egypt exhibit, Egypt, a time of pharaohs, which is running February 14th through July and volcanoes. The first film to debut in the upgraded Robert D. Linder family Omnimax theater Buy an Omnimax club card and climb into the crater again and again. Get 12 months of unlimited Omnimax films for just $35 for adults. $30 for children. Learn more by going to cincymuseum.org. That is a sight to be seen. You do not want to miss that. And Volcanoes at the Omnimax Theater, we should mention, is running multiple times a day throughout the day. Yes? Yes, yes. and Friday and Saturday nights as well. So you can pair the outing together. Elizabeth Pierce. Thanks for coming on Person of Interest. Thank you. Person of Interest is produced by Natalie Jones. If you found Elizabeth as interesting and as fascinating as we did, send us an email to Person of Interest, POI at WKRQ.com. We always welcome your thoughts and 
Feel free to make a suggestion for a future person of interest. Don't forget to rate and review us on iTunes. Until next time, for Person of Interest, I'm Jeff Thomas. Thanks for listening. These are the people behind the stories that matter to you. Thanks for listening to Q102's Person of Interest with Jeff Thomas. Yeah.